Hello. 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 Welcome to Stupid Genius. Stupid Genius. Genius. I'm Emily. I'm Molly. (laughs) And this is Stupid Genius. You would think by episode 22 that we would know our introduction. But no. One would think. One would think. One should (laughs) know. But we don't. You know, we just we just like to keep things interesting. Exactly. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, that life, is all it is. Life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because that's how she sounds. She? Huh? Isn't it Forrest Gump? Yeah, but it's his mum that says it. Oh, I've never watched it. So <gasps> I don't know. Guilty. I'm sorry. Actually shocked. Sorry. What do you mean you've never seen Forrest You've never seen Forrest Gump? Never seen Forrest Gump. And I've even eaten at the uh, Gump restaurant in London. How dare you quote Forrest when you haven't even seen it? Right, I know what we're doing. Yeah, because that we I still need to, yeah, there's a lot I need to watch. I, you I don't, you have, don't have a very good like movie education, I've noticed. No, because um I'm just too busy doing life. No. I'm living life it's rather more, than I can it. hear you and us on uh, airplane mode. Oh. <laughs> oh, Oh, gotcha. Are you? Yeah. Oh. No, <laughs> yeah. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> that was because I was researching my quote uh, for later. Right, right, right. Have you done anything stupid this week, Wait, Emily? I want to say why well, I haven't No, no, it. I'm sorry. At the end of the day, you haven't watched it. You have to live with that. <laughs> you have to live with that legacy of the person who hasn't watched Forrest Gump. Or like Godfather or anything like that. Anyway. Um, or, or the full Monty. Friction? Fiction. I'm embarrassed to you right now. <laughs> no, I didn't Pulp have a TV fiction. growing up. I didn't have a TV growing up. What do you want? In the whole house? No, we didn't. Oh, were you those like alternative people? No, we were too poor to <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No one's too poor for a telly. I'm sorry. We had one computer in the hallway. Oh yeah, we didn't have a computer. And we had we... a tiny little TV and my mum didn't think it was um, like worth buying a tv oh yes yeah. so i was gonna say maybe maybe it's that maybe it's we that. didn't have a computer but we definitely had a telly yeah yeah well, I think we had a telly but nothing like my mom my dad used to come home with um uh pirated dvds and oh that's, yeah that's the only way we watched tv like oh yeah same stuff. there was a guy called woody that used to come into the bakery that we <laughs> that we owned and <laughs> sell his uh his pirate dvds that's really bad isn't it really, really bad sometimes that would be really bad like you could see people's standing up like the can <laughs> copies and then like at the start it's like piracy is yeah. a crime yeah. <laughs> 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 really aggressive like rock music Proper. <laughs> and piracy. it's like would you steal a handbag <laughs> yeah do you remember that why would you steal a film then yeah it's like well it's a victimless crime but it's probably not is it I don't know. I don't know. But we're definitely digressing. <laughs> no comment. So, Allegedly. Other than being your stupid that you have not watched Forrest Gump, Grump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Forrest Grump today. You, I, am... I think we're both a bit Forrest Grumpy today. <laughs> <laughs> We've tried to like really make up for it with lots of like sugar and coffees, but we're just both a bit of a lull, aren't we? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm having a high from that muffin. <laughs> Well, I've saved my macaroon for the editing, so I'm still on the Oh, gosh, guys. yeah, good luck. Um, you're going to have to do a, this old grumpy git. <laughs> hey! You're actually well all right. I'm the one that's like... Oh, you is well all right. <laughs> oh, oh no. Right. Is that the new thing? Last week, every time I saw Emily, she was like, I... I... <laughs> is it like, not to be funny, just everything. She was like, oh, yeah. Do you know what? I went to the shop and it was I... I... You know what it was? It was like chewing gum. It's, so Molly has chewing gum in her car and I don't ask, I just take. Yeah, <laughs> like, Molly always likes to have a little pot of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what it's there for. So every time that chewing gum would go in my mouth, 
I just wanted to say I. 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 But today it's you're well right. You're well. You're well all right. You're well all right. Yeah, you're well all right. Are you well all right or have you had a stupid week? Genius week? Hit um, me with some. My, probably why I'm so tired is my stupid is I fly to. <laughs> I fly? I fly to Australia. Is that uh, a really bad accent? I think it's all right. It's all right. If you say like water. Water. I like to drink water. I fly to Australia. I know you lost it. Yeah. Um. On Monday, in, in literally a week time. And have I organised transfers, hotels, at, well, hostels. Left on yeah. Hotels. <laughs> blah, blah. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, have I organised anything, what I'm going to do? You know, I'm going to Singapore, Malaysia. Don't even know that. Didn't even know what luggage, like if I have baggage. There was like, there's so much I don't. You have plenty of baggage. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing you have not planned these things. Like literally zero. So that's my stupid right now. It's it's causing a lot of little, little little bit of anxiety, a little bit of sleepless um... nights. I'm just a bit more like I've never traveled beyond Europe. Um, Full stop or on your own? Full stop. Right. Yep. So it feels and like a big deal. It never travelled on a flight on my own. Yeah. I feel like I'd be fine with all that. That's pretty easy. I I am not one of... When I go flying, I'm the one that's in control. Like, I have the passports. So I know... I, I fly... I fly... In, <laughs> I'm Speaking comfortable with that. Speaking is hard today. Speaking is really it? hard today. I've, it's more the, the logistics of it all and knowing... You're not going to tons of places, though, as in, like... No. Logistically, hopefully, once you just sit down, it'll take yeah. you, what, maybe two hours, book everything you need to book. Yeah, because the first instant, I was going to go to Sydney and then travel up to Brisbane, and that, I thought, oh, I don't have time to take three weeks off, essentially. Yeah, and it wouldn't be leisurely, would it, doing it in a short amount of time? Short amount of time, and I like I have to do work. So I'm going to uh, Brisbane, then travelling two two and a half hours up to Noosa, Noosa Head, because it's like a beach town. And that I'm going to spend a week almost like taking myself on a rhyme retreat, which is nice. So I guess it's no longer stupid, but it feels like a stupid because it, I'm literally last minute just booking shit and... Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I haven't even looked at Singapore or Malaysia or what I want to do there because there I actually want to put my laptop away and travel and do some sightseeing and and yeah, you need to make the most of it. Yeah, I'm there. So but again, you're not going to travel around loads, are you? No, no, no. I just don't think you should try and pack too much in because it's just going to be stressful. That's an issue for me because I'm like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to. You can always go back and visit again, whether it's with friends or with Vin or. Exactly. So uh, a bit of a stupid just just leaving things last minute because now I can't when I have to buy stuff so I had to buy some like sandals because I realized I have no flip-flops and instead of going on vintage and and making sure it's a bit more ethical I'm now I ran to Primark which is annoying because it's like if I was a bit more organized I could have got the stuff in place I mean don't be hard on yourself you do a lot of secondhand shopping and stuff like that if if on a one-off you need to buy some flip-flops from Primark I think the green gods are going to let you off please me don't don't me. smite me. Don't smite me with your mighty, mighty thunder. We have had a lot of thunder. That's, my, that's me because I went to primary. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're mad. What's your stupid? My stupid. Um, I'm going to be a little bit vague just because I'm scared of people listening. I'm scared. Literally. Um, no, so my stupid is probably the, the thing. Itchiest ear, I'm sorry. Oh, just Can get, you it, hear it? get it. Can you hear it? Is that them? That's gross. <laughs> You're fucking gross. Itch it sounds is so gross. And Was that itch really over hair sounds. Oh, it's so <laughs> it's even more gross. Um, yeah, so this was my stupid last week. And I think it actually was the thing that's made me feel most stupid in the PhD. 
I know, okay. which is quite remarkable. And actually, I want to say it wasn't my fault, I don't ah. think. So it's funny. It, it wasn't the most stupid thing I've done, but I felt the most stupid. And Emily's trying to rack her brain thinking, what is this? Has she told me about this? And yes, I have. And when I say it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm a research assistant on a project at the moment. Yeah, okay. Yes, <laughs> it's fucked. I remember now. As a PhD yeah, student, student, you often work as like research assistants for a bit of extra dollar, a little bit of extra money. And um, it's just good for your CV, but it's also nice to do these extra things. So I'm a research assistant on this study and... I must admit, I feel like the people leading it have been a little bit vague about what it's about, or at mm. least I just clearly didn't understand. You know, I didn't feel like I'd been communicated with that well through no fault of anyone's. It's just how it went down. I just want to say that. Um, but I anyway, bet in your mind, you're like, it was someone's fault. <laughs> I'm just not naming them. No, no, it was, it was no, 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 no. Um, but yeah, so I wasn't very clear on what I needed to do. And I sort of spoke to one of the people in the team and said, exactly that. I'm not clear on what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm worried I should be doing something, but I'm not. Is it okay? Blah, 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 blah. And they said, don't worry about it. You know, we've not been that sort of clear on what's going on. Just wait till the next meeting and then we'll chat about it. Okay, perfect. So I'm like sound. Lovely. Feel okay about it. And then last week we had the meeting Take. and the other person on the study started the meeting by being like hi molly um can you please present your findings of the analysis of the data you've collected <laughs> and i was literally like oh fuck I, like that i've ne- honestly i have not felt that stupid in the phd because oh. i'm like one of those annoying I'm like, I like to work hard. I like to be known as a hard worker. I'm, you're reliable. You're, yeah, and I don't like to not meet people's expectations. Yeah, yeah. So I, I felt, I actually think I went red. I was so embarrassed. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I I did it. I, and I explained that I'd had this conversation. Da, da, da. Yeah. Anyway, it's fine. I very quickly collected the data they wanted. I very quickly put together some, like, tables for them. Yeah, but that's so frustrating. And you did do the right thing. I would say it's not your stupid. No, but I, that's what I mean. But I felt stupid. Uh, okay. And it's interesting how that actually can be. They can yeah. be different things sometimes. I felt was like it, I was made. Was there like an awkward silence for a bit where you're like, uh. yeah, yeah, so no one, the, the other person didn't say. Well, they, they did once I explained. They, oh, okay. they didn't step in straight away. I explained and then they said, oh, yeah, yeah, we did have that conversation. So they didn't like do me a dirty or anything okay, like that. Okay, okay. But, but they could have felt yeah like under the spotlight and like sort of like where is it and, and this like, person's quite uh, eminent that asked me the question so i felt right. worse about it as Aww. well which isn't their fault they're just but it's so frustrating like you've got that reputation you're you're fine i would say you're fine because you've got that reputation of you're reliable you meet deadlines you meet targets you yeah i can trust you if i ask you to do something you we set a deadline i like to think so yeah. i trust you that you're going to get to me or if not communicate that you're not going to yeah. need that because of x y and z that one mistake like that fine. no and as i say i've done it now and i've sent it to him and i'm actually already doing the next stage of the data collection yeah. now which they're probably not even expecting me to do yet but now so, you want to like yeah now i'm like i'm gonna fucking prove yeah, that i can do yeah. this well but yeah so i did feel pretty stupid but what about you what's your genius for the week my genius of the week is oh it's exciting sorry I had to... oh um i went to a conference for my funders they're arc northwest coast so applied research collaboration was this the preston one this was in preston yeah and it was in a football club random preston Quite north cool. end yeah, I think so. Oh. <laughs> I guess so, if it was impressive. I guess so. Uh, sure, <laughs> sure. 
Um, and okay, a bit of a stupid, I had to leave early. Um, I submitted a post, I had to leave early, and everyone's like, oh, you're leaving early? I was like, yeah, I have to. Well, that wasn't got, stupid, though. Yeah, you I've have got a to meeting, um, and they were like, oh, like, looking at me like I could have organised my time better. But it was therapy, so, and I don't want to go, hi, guys, I'm off to therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woo! Um, which we, I kind of want to do a whole episode on, like, maybe potentially how we feel about mental health and the stigma mm-hmm. with um, within academia, because... Why couldn't I just say, oh, I've got a therapy session, I've got to go. I was scared, I was scared, yeah, like terrified to say that. So I was like, I've got a meeting and I'd rather them think I've poorly organised than, I don't know, got therapy, which is yeah, crazy. But also, like, even if it was a meeting, that doesn't necessarily mean you've been poorly organised. That just means there was like maybe no other time to do that meeting. True, true, Do you know what I mean? True. I mean, like, we have to understand that other people have other commitments. Yeah, that's very true. And anyway, I was literally on the journey home and I got a text message saying, you won best poster. Woo-hoo! Which was really good. Whoop, 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 whoop. So I'm picking up my voucher on Wednesday. They, how much? They never say how much. Damn. I know. Right, you so need to tell us you know, next week. And I've also got the email from the um, best presentation, oral presentation. Which was last week's genius. Yeah. I believe, yeah. Or like two weeks, I don't know. Oh my God, you are flying, mate. I know, right? So I've, I'm going to email them to be like, hi. Thank you. Where's my money? Where's my money? <laughs> yeah, give me it. Give me my fucking money. Give me it all. Give me it all. Especially if it is cash, so much, that will be handy for Australia. Yeah, exactly. Give me the cash, all the cash I need. Yeah. Um, oh, well done. So that's, mate. that's so good. Like, um, best facer. Honestly, all it is is add colour. Add colour. Yes. Add some graphics. Yeah. Scientists don't want to look at black and white shit anymore yeah and also i'm sure you ticked all the other bo- like difficult to tick boxes it wasn't yeah. just a case of color i think it well, was a, it was a public vote people were going around voting uh, so right. for sure it was color <laughs> well it contributes for sure it just looks good yeah, yeah yeah it contributes yeah go on what's your genius um so i went to a writing retreat last week which if you follow us on instagram you will have seen i made a little reel about what it was um if you don't follow us on instagram then obviously get on the gram it's stupid genius underscore pod And yeah, I made a little reel about what it's like to be at a writing retreat. And I guess my genius would be that I just had a really, really good couple of days. I made a lot of progress. I didn't get loads of words done, probably about a thousand over the two days, which actually was my target anyway. But I'm at a stage still at the moment with that chapter where I was having to do a lot of like thinking work and really working out my logic and where mm. I was going with it. So I just felt really, really happy about it. So that was my genius. And then another little tiny one, another little mini one to add on the end is um, the module evaluation feedback got released last week from the module that I taught last year. So no, not last year, last semester. Yeah. Because I'd already had, I think I mentioned a few weeks you had ago, a good success, I'd had the right? quantitative feedback. So like they give you a percentage of, you know, how much they enjoyed the module, mm. but I got the qualitative feedback, oh. which was super cute. And it was all... Every single comment was positive. Do you have any comments? Do you know what? I got it up on my laptop and then I forgot to keep it open. But basically they were like... Can you paraphrase? Yeah, they were basically saying that it was like a super interesting module. It was taught really well. The slides were really engaging. They loved the format. They looked forward to the lectures. It was really, I know. So cute. And I was literally like... students as well. Do you know what I mean? It makes it so worth it, doesn't it? So yeah, yeah, that felt really, really nice. That is lovely. I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you 
that's really fruitful to add then. I was, and then it literally, don't it was you like hate that. It? Don't you hate it when it's like about to come out and then suddenly it's just like, nope. Yeah, yeah. On. Your tongue's just like, yeah. I forgot how to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's okay. I'm ready to ramble. Yeah, I'm ready to ramble. Let's ramble. Let's give it a go. So what are we rambling about today, Em? Supervisory meetings. Oh, Lord. Supervisory meetings. Supervisory meetings, meeting with your supervisors. I can't rephrase it. There's no other way to describe it. They are a huge part of the PhD process. Such a huge part. And when, I guess we talk, we, we randomly talk about it to each other. We like, what do we talk about on the podcast? We'd literally do it the night before. Because what are you talking about, Emily? It's planned <laughs> so far in advance. It's so well thought out. Yeah. Well, it, dep- it depends on what... I'm joking. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it sometimes isn't. Sometimes it is. If it's something that, like, we've got a collaboration coming up, we plan it. But actually, it. we purposely make it quite last minute because we want it to be topical. We want it to be something that we feel like you guys as listeners are going to appreciate yeah. right yeah. now, isn't it? Yeah. And certain stuff that we need to research, then we do. But this, we're just going to be talking about our own personal experiences and hopefully you can either relate... Be like, I'm not alone in that, or get some tips and tricks. Exactly. Because when I started my PhD, oh Lord. Yeah, how did you find them? I just, I was so confused. I was so, I found them so stressful, so anxiety inducing. Um, I felt so odd that I was such this like newbie and I was the bottom of the pack, yet I had to lead these really important meetings. It's like so weird. You're like a manager of these supervisors. <laughs> That's how it felt like. I was like, okay, I'm having to lead this meeting with five experts that have been in the field for a long time. I don't know what the fuck I'm Sorry, talking about. five? You have five supervisors? I have four, and then I have two public advisors. Whoa. So actually three. So I have seven people that I need to ma- manage. Holy shit. And do they go to every meeting? Used to, now not. Yeah. Oh my god, that is. And I'm actually adding. I'm adding one person to my team as well. So eight people now. So are they all going to be? Sorry, we're already. They're all going to be co-authors on everything. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, so so that's got got to have added to the stress then. Yeah, and a lot of people to please, and I think at the the first few meetings, I was like, oh my god, what the hell? I'm it's out of control. I don't know how to manage this. And and then as time goes on, you kind of you realise what you should do, what you shouldn't do. I say out of control. It was literally just people discussing research. It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> out of control. <laughs> people flipping people chairs. <laughs> you're wrong. You're wrong. Whipping their tops off and yeah. throwing around their heads. Out of control. Me and I like going, whoa. Even though I have a normal size supervisory team, I, I only How have many? three supervisors. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had the exact same feelings, a lot of anxiety and stress over the, the supervisory meetings to the point where I would like feel really you know worried and almost like sick in the lead up to them and yeah. like if I was having a supervisory meeting one day that would be my whole day I wouldn't do anything else that day so and the day before because I'd be prepping for it yeah because I'd be prepping yeah, for yeah, it and yeah. to the point where I would often like um create slides like powerpoint presentations yeah, yeah, and same, shit same, same. Like, I just didn't know what was expected yeah, yeah. so like you don't want to go in and just be like hi you know, yeah. But then at the same time, you like do. Do they want all this? Like, there's no guidance on how you're meant to behave in those. You meetings. literally go, okay. You have to have a supervisor meeting every month at least, or ten per year. That's the minimum. That's how much they get paid, like allocated time allocated for. time for. So ten meetings per year. 
you have an hour meeting slot, you you organize that, and then you're like, okay, well, what do I do with that hour? Yeah, and this is the thing I don't know my research at all. It is different for every PhD student. So, like, I'm like you, we have them every single month. But the way we do it is like every other month, me and my first supervisor just meet the two of us in person. Yeah. And then every other month, the, the all of us, the four of us meet on teams. Whereas I know people where they're lucky if they get a meeting like every three months, which is not okay. And it's knowing... I can't remember the last time I had a meeting, full supervisories, if I'm honest. No, but with a supervisor. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you have absolutely. to as long as it's with one of them. But I definitely don't have one every month now. Do you not know? No. See, we. But have I want them. to get it back. Basically, it's hard. I don't want to derail this whole episode. Are you jumping ahead? No, I'm not. I'm actually. We didn't say that we were going to discuss this, but I think it's important. How you organise your meetings are so different to your and stuff. So I started it with every month we're going to meet on the last Friday because that was that seemed to be we did a do the poll that seemed to be the best day for them. And so that's when I had every meetings, every month I had meetings and it was just set in our diary and people don't book over them. That's the meeting mm-hmm. we do. That worked really well. And then it got to this year and a lot of people couldn't show up because obviously schedules change. So they were like, oh, just email in advance saying, can you do a doodle poll? And then and then we'll organize a meeting every month. Yeah. Fine. Uh, that is quite a bit of admin though. A lot of admin didn't respond. Oh. <laughs> So, so then I'm like, I haven't had a meeting for months now. <laughs> Shit. See, I think the way me and my supervisors do it is actually really good because what we do is we say if we have a supervisor meeting and we don't have any meetings planned for the future, in that meeting, we will plan maybe the next four or five meetings. That's really When good. the four of us are on the call. So we'll literally sit together on the call and be like, right, is the 22nd of June okay for you? Yeah, let's get yeah. that booked in. And we do that for like maybe four months, even further ahead sometimes. And then when we get to the last week of the booked meetings, we'll do it again for the next few months, okay. you know? And it is actually a really good, a good way to make sure. Like I know exactly when my supervisor meetings are sometimes for like 10 months, that's, you know? See, that, that's what I was like. And it was really nice. To be like, okay, every month. And it helped, It kind of helped me keep, keep accountable. But how did you start that? Like what, when you first started your PhD, how did you first book in the meeting? So what was the process? If I remember rightly, that first PhD meeting, we definitely used it as a like, right, let's set some sort of guidelines, some mutual understandings. And I actually do this with my students at the start of the module. And it's a similar thing. What right. do I expect from you? What do you expect from me? And my lead, lead supervisor sort of said, you know, we have to meet once a month. And we just sort of worked out how we were going to do it. But as you sort of suggested already, it obviously has changed. Mm. It, it is fluid. And like, as the years go on, you obviously need to readjust. So for example, like at first, we only did Teams meetings because we were the COVID generation. Yes. We started sort of towards the end of COVID. Yeah. Um, and my whole supervisory team were meeting every single month. And then me and my first supervisor had a chat and we felt like we didn't need to do that anymore. Well, that's that's another thing that I feel like I don't need it as much anymore. And, and I sometimes feel like I don't get as much detailed support when there's all of us. I actually pref- not prefer, but the one-on-ones I find useful in a different way. That's, that's what I'm now transitioning to is the fact that the big ones are good when we have to discuss a lot of different stuff, but... Sometimes it doesn't get anywhere. If I I now have transcribing and coding, so I'm going to go to the expert in qualitative research and just have meetings with her because that's all I need. And I don't need, no offense to the others, 
the others kind of chip in because they haven't had any experience in qualitative research yeah, yeah. until I have these sort of themes developed and then we can discuss as a big group. And also sometimes it's not good to have too many opinions because, you know, it can be difficult anyway to navigate what direction to take your research in. So if you've got seven people, what are the likelihood you're going to have different viewpoints? It's really high. Well, that was the issue at the start. I, I remember coming away from him feeling like, oh my God, we've just had an hour meeting. I've got nowhere. Um, quite pessimistic view, but... And everyone's kind of had clashing opinions. Who's do I go with? What do I feel? And this is it. And And you don't want to, early on, you don't want to offend people by not taking their advice. But at the end of the day, I, my personal opinion is go with your lead supervisor. Yeah, me too. um, And go with how you feel as well. So check in with your lead supervisor saying, that meeting went really well. I think this should come from it, from what we discussed. All really good, useful, because it is all really useful information Mm -hmm. because some those discussions spark things that you might not even thought about. Like, oh my God, why didn't I do that? Yeah. Okay, I need to do that. So yeah, go with your lead supervisor and also go with your own gut. Like you are reading a lot and you know where you want to take it. And maybe you don't, so go with what the others yeah. say. And let's like dial it back a little bit there because we sort of, we're sort of talking about what we do after, but I'm really interested about how would you actually plan for that meeting then? What would yeah. be in that process? Okay. Before, sorry, before, oh. <laughs> before I, I just want to like give you guys hope if you're listening to it as a first year PhD student. Now, just how I feel in the meetings or after the meetings, so much better. So much more relaxed. Oh my Unless, gosh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I was definitely going to come on to that. Sorry, Absolutely, I, just, yeah, I yeah. don't feel I don't feel any sort of nerves when I go to my supervisor meetings. I love them now. I take a lot from them. Yeah. I like. I actually enjoy chatting to them as like, you feel more like your equals rather than they're these big scary people that you have to present to, you know? Exactly, exactly. And every now and then I'm like, oh shit, I haven't done more, so I'm going to do Ah, Like, oh my God, are they going to like... But yeah. it's never that way. They're there to support you. So don't worry. Relax oh, absolutely, it. yeah. So what was your question? <laughs> Well, it's sort of fed into that, to be honest. How do you plan for your meetings now? Oh, okay. So the way I plan for my meetings, I haven't had one in a while. It depends what they are. Very situational. But if it's a set of data, I will put together a presentation because that way it's visually, they can visually see what my mind's going through. If it's something to just update them and discuss them, I literally write um, on my OneNote, um, Things I want to talk about, like things I need to ask them, because throughout the throughout the t- weeks go on, you have stuff that you're like, oh, I need to ask them this, I need to ask them this. Oh, that's good. So you keep like a little live thing where you just keep adding little questions into throughout the month, four months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, updates. So any updates, positive, bad, like what's going on. And then I have different sections. So I have like survey, I have study one, study two, study three, and I give them the little, little updates on all mm-hmm. and then i say anything from you guys like is there anything that you guys want to add and then that's that's pretty much like my meetings and i usually have work from them yeah so like you go into them going i don't think i have anything to update them or any like work that i need to i'm just doing this and this and this and then you'll come away and go Okay, yeah, I don't right. think I've ever come out of a supervisory meeting without more. How stuff do you to plan do. yours? No. Very similar, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, well, it's changed from the beginning. So for the first maybe year and a half, maybe even two years, I always wrote an agenda, and that was because I attended like a doctoral academy session, and the guy was really engaging. He did this really good webinar about sort of navigating being a PhD student, and he recommended using an agenda. And actually I did find it quite useful. Like I think that there's is... a format and I can I can even share it if anyone wants to see it. It's a Word document and it would literally just say like 
And, and basically, the t- we'll attach it. We'll attach it to the. Um, can we attach it to the podcast? I don't bloody know, but we'll we can tr- certainly we'll try. Try. We'll try. Because I think it's good. I think agenda was really nice. Yeah. To let the supervisors know what's going well, on. Well, that's well. it. And the different sections were like what I have done since our last meeting, bullet points mm-hmm. of what I've done, um, questions that I have, feedback. Because mm-hmm. off, say if like you've given them a piece of work or some writing or whatever in the previous one, then you'll need questions about the feedback. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and so then I would send that to them a few days before the meeting, which is good. Like you say, it's good for them. It's nice they know what's coming. Because they have so many of us. So sometimes they don't remember. Sometimes it is, you can't, oh, this is a big tip from that I had to learn. Don't just jump into what it's in your head. (laughs) Remind them. You need to catch them up, yeah. Catch them up. And that's why I'm like, you know, the catch up bit of like, hi everyone, this is what I've been up to. Well, if you think like, I know, for example, one of my supervisors, I think he supervises like five different doctoral students, right? And I know at the moment he's working on eight different papers, which I'm sorry, I do actually think is a bit much. He's been off a a lot there, but he is amazing. And like, you know, who am I to think he's going to remember every detail of my bloody PhD? He probably doesn't even have, no, probably doesn't even remember what it's about until I start talking. Do you know what yeah, I mean? and he's like wrecking his brain. Like, oh, what's this? What's yeah, this? Oh, okay. what's this one? Yeah, who's yeah. she? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, in a way, I think it's really good to give them that agenda, and then it also gives they can see what I've not put on there, and then make their own notes. So, like, what we would do then in the meeting is I would go through the agenda, and then my first supervisor Claire would usually say okay now I've got what I want to add and she would go through her points yeah now I don't send an agenda um, okay but I do what you do I make notes myself of what I want to ask mm. them they're a what, bit more what open what do you make it on I just make them like on my phone or or use on Word documents actually. And this is another little thing which I do without fail every single meeting. I've done it the whole time um, is I have a folder in my, what do you call it? Documents Mm -hmm. on my my computer. And I have supervisory meeting minutes. I call them minutes because it makes me feel a professional. Yeah. Because the whole time I'm talking in the supervisory meeting, I'm constantly typing notes because otherwise you come out of the meeting and I wouldn't have any recollection probably of what we talked about. So I make notes the whole time and I always save it. So I've probably got like 30 meeting minutes and without fail every month, I end up rereading those for some sort of advice or a point that someone made. Um, So for me, that's a huge, been a huge help. Yeah. See, I tried to do that. And because of my dyslexia, I can't, I physically can't write while listen. Well, your option would be to record it. So yeah, and I, I think I should start doing that. Oh, for sure. If you if you can't make notes because of something like dyslexia, or maybe you just don't work that mm. way, then I would hundred percent recommend recording yeah, it. Yeah, because what I do then is I come away from the meeting. I know we're jumping ahead, but I come away from the meeting and then I write up frantically some notes, um, but not really because I have to decompress a little bit. Yeah. So then they're always a bit like. I always write my to-do lists after like what they want me to do. Oh yeah, see, you should definitely record them then because mm. then you have the transcription. Because for me, like sometimes it's so good because actually just writing it in the language they use helps me sometimes. Because you know, say if we're talking about a particular bit of writing. Yeah, and they said I would word it more like. Yeah, and then they say, it and I'm like, Try that to get sounds it down. So good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I guess I should start recording. And them. that's a conversation to have with the supervisors, isn't it? You know, if you're listening now and you're thinking, oh, that'd be great, just check with them that they don't mind because obviously you have to have everyone's permission to record a meeting i can't see why anyone would have a no. problem with it it's not like you're going to be publicizing it it's just no, for yourself isn't just it? For myself. okay yeah. so that's what you do to prep isn't it and how yeah. do you um literally like moments before you're 
about to pres- like or go on the call. Are well, you very nonchalant now? Or? Two years ago, I would have sat there probably for an hour, <laughs> sweating, being like, "I've got a supervisor." It's big. Amazing. It's big. I used to be like, "Right, I've got a supervisor." It's big. It's big. It's yeah. a big deal, guys. Step yeah. away. Step Literally, away. I'd say to my family, "Like, can't talk to you guys. We've got a supervisor meeting." <laughs> it's like it's fucking huge. So thing. I literally kicked me out. I've been running around like yeah. five minutes before the supervisor. <laughs> it's the final countdown. And then they'd be like, "Right," and I'd be like, "Oh, well, that was not." <laughs> No, but I did used to even feel stressed afterwards. I'd end up lying on the floor. Yeah, we've talked about it. Crying. But whereas no, now I'm often like I sort of meander on with a cup of tea and usually a cat on my lap, and and we have a nice little catch up usually about how everyone is. Yeah, that's it. Hey, how's everyone? Because the relationship changes, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, you got to think. You're now. We're now two years, over two years in. We've known them for two years. So, of yeah. course, we're going to become friendly. And and you start, I think you start transgressing into, like, less of a manager-supervisory type role to colleagues. Yes. That's how I feel yeah. anyway. I feel so much more confident. So, let's actually talk about when we're in there. Let's, so, we sat down. Them. Let's do that. Let's do it. So, I feel so much more confident <laughs> when I'm in there to speak up, speak my mind, say no to some stuff, challenge yeah. their thoughts. They challenge me. It's more of a healthy discussion rather than me going, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's hard though. It is, it is. But the more you become familiar with them, their sort of supervisory style and techniques, the more you can understand how to manage it, I guess. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you manage three different people? What is like in, in a meeting, how do you run them? Do you, yeah, do you take so, a very leadership role? Um Yes and no. I think I've said it before, I'll say it again. I'm very lucky. I personally think I have one of the best supervisory teams ever. They're just all unbelievably lovely right. and kind. And two of them know each other quite well. It's just a really lovely setup. And so I've never, ever had an issue with them like clashing. making things difficult, clashing, anything like that. And I think the other great thing is one of them is an ECA, so early career academic, but mm-hmm. the other two are very, one very experienced, one experienced. Well, but they're just really experienced. And so I think they know their roles. So Claire is my first supervisor and it's just an unspoken thing that she has final say on everything. And so my other supervisors, if they're giving advice, they will always sort of caveat it with, you know, Claire might say differently. And if she does go with that, but my suggestion might be this. Yeah. And it's just this really nice, like everyone knows where they stand. Mm. And then like, you know, and each of my supervisors, which is why the supervisory team was chosen in the way it was, has a different quality. It's like one of them is great on like the um, procedural stuff. One of them is amazing at quals stuff. And so, and we all know that because that's why they're on the team. And so yeah. the advice is directed to different people. It's not like, or everyone's trying to give me advice on one point. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. What yeah, about you? I would say very similar. I think... Because I have so many different styles for, well, four people. So four supervisors, the other three we won't talk about because their public advisors are a bit different. Yeah. Um, they all have very different styles of working. So it's, I, I will echo everything that Molly said. I feel very lucky and they're all very lovely. And they all know that the main supervisor, the main supervisor, he has final say, but everyone's got this, their expertise. It's more when I'm in there trying to balance all of their different working styles. So one's, um, actually two are very sort of do things in advance. The other two are very last minute. Yeah, see, I don't have that. That must be hard. It's almost like a clash because I 
I'm somewhere more in the last minute category. Yeah. But I've also been, because I'm closer with the the two that are last minute than... And the third supervisor is the an, in advance person, right? No, 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 no. Oh, no. he's last minute. Oh, okay. Last then minute. Well, that's quite good then. So it's quite sense. nice. And, I, and now I'm trying to be more, I would like to be more the advanced, um, in advanced person. So it's hard to sort of balance it all, um, I find. And I'm still learning and I'm still trying to figure it out because you're, one, I'm learning how I learn and how I get the best out of myself, but also how everyone else likes to work. Yeah. So it's definitely been a learning process for me, but everyone's really supportive and everyone know everyone wants me to succeed. So it's like really well. But when I'm in the meetings, I definitely struggled at start of like, almost taking them on this little journey and getting different viewpoints. But now I I think it's better when I split them because it's four people and everyone's got their own expertise. Mm. I now don't need to sit in a supervisor meeting with everyone unless, unless it's, I re- rarely do now. No, not when everyone's time is so valuable. Like, yeah. you know, especially like your first supervisor gets 10 hours a year allocated. Your second and third don't. No. Third supervisors get like two hours a year yeah. or something like that. So for them, it's a huge commitment to go to all these different meetings when they're not being allocated that time. That's it. And only I I need their advice. And when I do, I'll book in like half an hour meeting. Directly with them. With them. Directly yeah. with them. And that way we've kind of set, I'm on final year, so we've set the the project now i'm just implementing it yeah you just do so now i just need to jump to them be like i need your advice with this what would you do i need your advice with this help me out with this and i guess that correlates isn't it just like the longer you go the less supervision you need and so the supervisory meetings are in a way gonna get lighter or the less supervisory meetings you need the more attention you need to your written work and your actual like data don't you yeah so it kind of transitions and i actually really like something that my supervisors do um when I give them written work, I don't give them written work often. I know some people literally maybe give like, I don't know, a thousand words every month or something like that and get feedback on that. I give them chapters. So like a full chapter and that's how we do it. But yeah. it's, again, it's finding what works for you. But every supervisory meeting, um, and we've talked about this before, about how we've set dates of when we're going to send our supervisors things and yeah. then therefore dates that we'll get stuff back. My supervisor, and she, it, she is fab, Claire. She's just on it with this <laughs> stuff. She immediately, she sets up a shared document and she says to the other two, um, right, let's all edit on this one document and we'll get it back to Molly on this date. Uh, and they do it all in one document and it's just so organized the way she does it. And I know I'm so lucky because otherwise you get it back in dribs and drabs. You might get one supervisor sending you it like one week. Do your supervisors do it like that or do they do it in a big document? So my supervisors, I will send it to them saying, can I get it back by this day? Yep, yep, yep. And then they'll get dribs and drabs. So they'll attach a copy one person will send it back, giving you feedback. Another person will send it back, giving you feedback. So you have to read through like no, three or four actually, times. Actually, they do all then edit that one document. So oh, it's, right, so okay. it's like... Oh, but you don't get them at the same time. No. So, well, so say, you do have to read it through then because you're going to read one lot of comments. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. another lot of comments because yes. come. Oh, another lot's come. Whereas and mine, sometimes I edit, like I do a bit of, bit of editing or yeah, and they, they'll get... comment on their comment or... Yeah, it gets a little bit messy. So I think I'll try your way. I'll, yeah, I'll... I get it back once everyone's 
um, commented on it and then Claire sends it back for everyone to me which is so good because then also for like the other supervisors it's so easy for them well not isn't like it makes it easier because say if Claire's commented on something they don't need to then make that comment as yeah. well and it's just it's easier for everyone then isn't it that's true and that way they're that, not repeating the work yeah, yeah yeah and that way I think um so say if they've edited my actual written work we're going so off topic but say if they've actually edited my written work they can see I don't know that they've they've edited it because sometimes they comment on their edits on the other supervisors edits and I'm like oh but that wasn't me so what do I do with that oh yeah, yeah, I hate yeah, that. yeah, yeah. funny and you um, want to subtly say um well actually that wasn't me <laughs> yeah. and um but yeah we're getting really off topic with the supervisor meetings well it's all part of it yeah that's true that's true that's true so what do you do after a supervisor meeting what's like the first thing you do the first thing I do is probably walk away from the computer. Is it? I'm honest. And take a deep breath. Maybe go for a wee and uh, make myself a drink or... Yeah. Or just go, ah. <laughs> uh, what do you do? Absolute opposite. Yeah? Absolute opposite. I do not leave my desk until I've actioned everything from the meeting because I would probably forget. As in, when I say action everything, I don't mean the big things. I just yeah. mean like I make sure that the supervisory minutes, I call them, are saved. Mm -hmm. And with our university, I don't know if it's the same with everyone's universities, but there will be some sort of system. So we have eDoc, other universities have, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically a system where you manage your doctoral project and we have to add in our supervisory meetings. It, just evidence that they've been, that they've occurred, don't you? Yeah. Why are you looking? Do you not do that? Yeah, yeah, I do. My mind went brown. Yeah, so you have to say that a meeting took place, when it took place, what yeah, was yeah, discussed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Action I do that stuff. the second I hang up from the meeting. Ah. Reason being, I know someone who, I don't know why you would do this, they didn't update their e-doc for like 12 months and they have to backdate all their meetings. So that's the first thing I do. Yeah. Because then Claire then, that goes straight to my supervisor and she has to approve the minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the first thing I do and then I take a step away. Right. So after I take a step away, I come back in and then do what and you said. And then probably go for a walk, to be honest, or I get, I get out. I don't know why they, I still need to process. It depends It depends what kind of meeting it is. Yeah. But I still need to process what they said. And if I have to do a walk. I have to reflect. I have to go, okay. Because it's a lot of thinking power sometimes in those yeah. meetings, especially if you're discussing or if it's a big group or if you're discussing big data sets. And I want to like have that time to reflect and be like, oh, okay, so they said that. Does that mean that? Okay, that... And I'm, like, kind of visually in my head thinking about like it. Like joining the dots. Joining and... the dots. It's not like... Before, it'd be like, oh, my God, that was a lot. I need to take a walk. Now it's more like I need to take a walk, I need to reflect, and I need to process yeah. what they all said and whether I agree with... In the moment, I didn't agree with them, but if I do actually agree with them, want to have a little thought about it. Yes. And I think what you just said then is really important that it totally depends on the meeting. Like some meetings end and I feel energized and I think, oh, that's given me a new idea and I want to get onto yeah, it straight yeah, away. Yeah. Other times I think, okay, that was good. You know, yeah. like you said, I'm going to go walk away and have a think about it. Or sometimes I'm just like, okay, there was nothing new there. It was more of a catch up. Great. Just get on with whatever I was going to do. Exactly. And so you have to be really, don't you, like responsive yeah. and just reacting. It, it, whatever it throws up because it might throw up something different every yeah. month you know i would say as a bit of advice do exactly what molly does don't take a step away from the laptop straight well i mean i guess i sometimes i do it but write your notes straight away there's been times where i've walked away and then come back to it and i'll i'll get my notes and i look back at my notes and i'm like what the frick yeah yeah that doesn't that doesn't even read as english because you were just literally typing randomly trying to keep up with the meeting notes so 
always, always, always try and write up your meter notes and For your to do lists, and because that's what I do. I, I have a little, okay, action points, what they want me to do. And that's what's good about EDOC because you have to write your action yeah. points. So I'm, and it makes you really condense them. Just be like, okay, this, this, this. this. And I always put like Molly to do this, Claire to do this, you know, because it might, Claire might have said in the meeting, like, oh, I'll send you that paper. Right. And so I make a note, Claire, Claire to send Molly right. this paper. So that's really good. Yeah. I think I have stopped doing the EDOC updates. Get them done because you, you have to do them. I don't yeah. think you can. You can't, you can't. Progress yeah. without it. No, exactly. Like, it has to be done. And I had to do what that guy did. Did you? Yes, if I did. Only, only like four. There wasn't like many. Oh, right. I like still, it's extra work. It's extra work. And it's it like, takes me two minutes. Yeah. It literally, well, you've already got the notes. I already do that yeah. structure. I can just copy and paste it. So That's exactly it. So yeah, definitely once you're done, do that and have that time to reflect and see how and you feel about it. I think another thing to say as well, and this sort of links to an episode we've done previously about criticism, taking criticism when you have these supervisory meetings, if you do finish the meeting and you're feeling a bit prickled or a bit defensive, you know, just do what Emily said in terms of stepping away and sit with it. Don't, you know, oh, well, last week, last month you said this and then, you know, but now you're saying this and, you know, try and not be offensive as in like on the offense about it. Yeah, because, don't get defensive about yeah, it. Yeah, chances are when you come away, you'll actually see, okay, they are really trying to help me here. And actually that is useful. Or maybe yeah. it's not useful and that's fine. Like they're supervisors. They're not our actual bosses. Yeah. You don't have to do everything they say. And sometimes like I, my supervisors will say something that did contradict what they told me to do last time. Do I tell them? No, no you don't need to. It, unless it just, because it makes you feel good being yeah. like, well, actually last time you said this. And I will give like... I will say it now, your supervisors will contradict themselves a thousand times. They're human. Think Do about I mean? us. Like, think about how fickle I am when I contradict <laughs> myself. I'm a, I'm a walking hypocrite. Why would I apply that to them? Like, yeah. I, I, I can be a hypocrite, but you can't. But it's true. That, but also, like, yeah, they might read a piece of work and think this needs to be changed. And then the next time they think it sounds good. Or they might say something and you action it and they don't even remember them saying it. No. Like that's just like, and you just have to let it slide. And part of you wants to highlight it and, you know, make a big thing of it. But really, like, it's better to just swallow it for the good of the the relationship, I think. I've definitely had a presentation where I delivered a presentation to to get feedback on, gave feedback on it, delivered it with the feedback added. Then they're going, "Mm, don't like it. Have you tried that? And in my head, I wanted to be like, oh, so the first presentation. Oh, see, in that moment, I think that you have to try and subtly say, surely. And then I edit it. And then presented that like, perfect. I'm like, this And was I'm it the first one? Yeah. Oh, God. So that, like, it does happen. And, but it's just because you don't know. They don't, like, they don't, Some sometimes they don't know what they want to see. They're people and they're, they're very, people, very busy people. Very busy. They can't, you can't expect them to remember everything. But I think, I don't know what's the takeaway message from this. I hope it helps. I would say my, if I was to try and give a takeaway. Yeah. Oh, here we go. All right. Off the cuff. Yes, my, my takeaway would be to see your supervisory team as exactly that your team they're on your side yeah um they're getting you know they're getting something out of this as well they're invested in you doing well Mm -hmm. try and work with them not against them even if it sometimes feel like you're working against them you're not you all have the same end goal you all want you to get your phd yeah and so use them um in a positive way like see how they work see how you work and if it means month on month saying do we feel like these supervisor meetings are working no okay how should we do them differently Mm. and just have a really honest and open dialogue they will like that they really like that i definitely open up and go feeling really overwhelmed this month or feeling really positive motivated this month or i give them like reflections on my own because they probably know where 
want to know where you stand as well. Yeah, like, and they, they will sense it as well. Like I actually, a couple of months ago, I had a supervisory meeting and then I got off it and my supervisor, main supervisor, WhatsApped me and said, are you okay today? You seemed off. And I was like, oh, oh. I actually didn't think Feel, yeah. that I was being off, but it was nice that she did that. And it just shows that they are these nice moments to like just touch base, reconnect. Exactly. And maybe it is a time when they can notice that you're overwhelmed or... It doesn't have to just be about the academic stuff, you know? No, exactly. They're, they're humans, you're human. Yeah. It's, it can be a fun experience, the supervisory meetings. And they were you once. Yeah, yeah, literally. And if you want to moan and have a whinge about your supervisory team because they, I don't know, said a contradiction or did something, find someone that you trust, maybe someone that's not involved in the PhD world, maybe your mum, maybe your partner, or maybe a friend in the PhD world that's not linked to, yeah. <laughs> to the team. Write a letter and burn it. Yeah, yeah. Have a moan there. Do not bring it to your supervisory meetings. Nah, unless it's something, obviously, don't get me wrong. And I guess we should just note that sometimes things happen when it does cross a line and yeah. other people need to get involved to moderate. But that is... Yeah, we're, we're not. we're talking about positive, healthy supervisory yeah, yeah, teams. Yeah, exactly. Not those ones where you do need to take further. Yeah, uh, and if you do, then obviously there's avenues in that to yeah. do that. But um, yeah, Let's so that's some... supervisor meeting. Should yeah, get some... yeah. Inspiration, we're, just, we're so serious today. We're so serious. We are so serious. What? But do you know what? It's a, it's a really important topic, supervisory meetings, because they are literally the bread and butter of a PhD yeah. in many ways. I'm still trying to navigate them. I Ups and downs. I'm like, oh, should I do it this way? And then I'm like, that didn't work. I Sorry, really? <laughs> no, no. But I randomly created a Teams meeting. Um, no, a Teams group, because I thought that would be easier to communicate on that. No one used it. I was like, okay, scrap that, scrap that, scrap that. <laughs> and that's it. You just got to keep trying. You just got to keep trying. And I feel like having a good base where you start is how you're going to set the the president precedents 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 for the rest of the years. I think. Yeah. So really try and figure out how you like have that conversation. Like Molly said, how how do you like to work? How would we like to work? Mm-hmm. How would you like to set these up? Based on mutual respect. Yeah. Like, don't expect them to give you what you wouldn't give them, you know? Exactly. I give them notice, give them, mm-hmm. set out your expectations mm-hmm. as well, because that's, it's respectful, isn't what it? What you want, what they want. Yeah. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> and if you've got any questions, you're always welcome to come over onto the Instagram and pop us a question across. We'll, yeah. we'll use our infinite wisdom. I know, I know. <laughs> Stupid genius underscore pod. That's it. Instagram. That's us. Should we get some uh, inspiration? Yeah, let's go. Okay. So for this week's inspiration for our desperation, the same as last week, actually. And for every week from now, (laughs) Emily and I will both be giving a quote. And Mm -hmm. the way we're doing it is we are not briefing each other on what the quote should be about. We're just saying to find a quote about this topic because we like to see how in tune we are. Or like last week, if you've listened to last week, you'll know we both interpreted it in completely different ways and we went down completely different avenues. Yeah. And that's where it's fun, you know? Exactly. So what's your No, quote? I went first last time. <laughs> you go first. Okay. So mine is, organisation begins with awareness of what doesn't work for us. Huh? <laughs> what does that mean? I think so, I like it. Oh, 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 but I can't speak. Say it again. Organisation begins with the awareness of what doesn't work for us. Therefore, to be organized, you need to work out what works for you. And what doesn't. 
Exactly. Because you might be doing all the right things to be organized, mm. but if it's organization that doesn't work for you, you're not going to be organized. Or so, if it's not realistic or if you can't. Exactly. So organization, I guess, begins with an awareness of what doesn't work for you. Therefore, it means get to know what you need, what your supervisors need. And that's how you'll be organized. That's how you'll be organized. Emily's happy because she knows her quote is better. I no, can no, see no, it in no, her no. eyes. No, I'm processing it. I'm just thinking... I had a question and now it's gone. My brain. Hello. <laughs> Anybody in there? Um, yeah. How, so if you know, you just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like organization needs a bit more discipline than that though. Like, no. Well, it just said organization begins. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Come on, Emily. Oh, okay. okay I'm just <laughs> this is the first it. step. Of, yeah. How rude. Come on, then. Let's hear I'm yours. So no, sure no, come not... on. No. So, organization begins with knowing what works for you. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, not what it sure, was. Sure, sure, sure. But how do you find what works for you? Just by trial and error. Well, all the things we've just said in this episode. <laughs> don't try, don't contradict the whole episode now. Okay, here's my quote <laughs> <laughs> The longer the meeting, the less is accomplished. Oh, I don't know if I agree with that. Sometimes I think um, <laughs> meters go on for too long. Yeah, that's true. I think they're not, uh, they don't have like an agenda. So they sort of meander. Meander. Yeah, no focus point. No focus point. Sometimes I feel like, oh, we've done it in 30 minutes. So let's go 30 minutes extra because we booked an hour. Just for the sake of it. Yeah. Just for the sake of it. Find stuff that. to discuss. Others, I think they try and cram too much in. And then they go over and over and over. And if it's a two-hour meeting or a three-hour meeting, when you come away from it, what the fuck do you remember? Holy do you remember shit, anything? who's having three-hour supervisory meetings? Don't tell me you have three-hour supervisory meetings. No, but I had a three-hour meeting the other day and I just was Exhausting. like... Exhausting. Exhausting. And I took... I can't remember anything from it now. Yeah, that's Because it was so long. So I think the longer the meeting goes on, the less is accomplished. Within reason, yeah. Don't, you don't have to fill the time if you're if you've done what you need to do in fifteen minutes. Let everyone have another fifteen minutes then. And do you know what? There's nothing better than when you're in like a meeting, not usually supervisor meetings, but like a formal meeting. Yeah. And then you know the chair goes right. Well, we're twenty minutes early. Uh, all go and you know enjoy your day. And everyone, you can just see everyone's like, yes, yes such a good it. feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, you yeah, hate I it do. when they go. Oh, we've um got twenty minutes left. So we've got anything to add? And we've got anything to that. And then it's like people just adding shit here and there. And you're oh like, yes, off. fucking hate that. Yeah. So I think obviously, I don't know. You Maybe add- not as a rule, but I definitely see there is some truth. Yeah, in that's why I kind of related to that because I definitely would be like, well, I've done everything in half an hour. Let's find something to talk about, and I just just <laughs> wrap it on, wrap it on, and everyone, and then and then I'd have. 20 more tasks to do than rather than like 10 yeah and yeah like, fuck's sake if i just ended up yeah. early and and they and that's when you get given tasks that the supervisors won't remember because so short not, and concise is your they're not pinpointed yeah short and concise learn when to stop <laughs> joking i was gonna be like no that's now that, stop now that is a great that's a great note to end on wait whose do you think is better well obviously mine well i think mine is <laughs> let us know this is let us know whose is better this has been stupid genius come and watch us on youtube you can find us at stupid genius underscore pod mm-hmm, um mm-hmm, so you can come mm-hmm. and watch our lovely faces 
We're waving We're to waving the camera. We're waving at the camera right now. We're waving to the camera. So you can come watch us on YouTube. You can also come and find us on Patreon now, which is really exciting. So exciting. So what is Patreon? So Patreon is a platform where you can go and show your love and support to your favorite podcasts. Um, obviously, we are one of those now. Yeah. Uh, so come over to Patreon. We have a channel and you can either pledge $2 a month just mm-hmm. to really show us your support and to help us continue to create great content. Yeah. Or if you are able to, then $5 a month will get you a weekly bonus episode. Yeah. It's called Under the Table. Yeah. What's it about? It comes out every Friday at 10 a.m. And it's basically where me and Emily get to talk all the shit that we don't have time to talk about on the main podcast. So life updates, maybe what's going on in the news. This morning, we'll give you a little uh, snippet we talked about. Sharing uh, a 12 person dorm. We did. We talked about acupuncture in the face. We talked about tongues. <laughs> Quite a lot about, about tongues. Now I'm thinking about it. Maybe too much. Mushrooms. <laughs> Magic mushrooms. It what all goes on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So come and join us and let us know what you think. We'd love to see your reviews. Five star reviews. Yeah. Five star reviews. Five star reviews, please. We love you. And oh my God, we hit 2,000 <gasps> listens. We did. That was a big genius Woo! move us. We should have done that at the start. We should have. <laughs> Thank you so much to every single one of you. Honestly, grins from ear to ear. No more um, forest grumpies. <laughs> more forest... I'm going to say dumpies and that definitely is the right. <laughs> I'm going to say humpies and it's even worse. <laughs> no, we are so happy and we appreciate everyone listening. And, we really do. And just supporting us. And we love when people message us in going, we found you and we listened to you and you yeah. helped us out. Yada, yada, yada. It's yada, exactly yada, yada. why we do it. it yeah, is. it's so good. So I, um, yeah, big appreciations. Big love, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Love you, bye.